Hello and welcome to the Foundation IT podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Foundation IT, who supply managed IT infrastructure to the corporate world. In this episode, we want to look at creating an environment for growth and learning through coaching in a small business. My name is Dave Harris, and joining me today to talk about this, I have two guests from Foundation IT. Pauline Toussaint is the Wellbeing and Finance Director at Foundation IT, describing her role as creating an outstanding place to work and a culture that will lead to high achievement. As a qualified accountant, she's also responsible for the finance strategy at Foundation IT. And as if this wasn't already impressive enough, she's also a trained coach and psychotherapist. My second guest is Ben Gates. He is an infrastructure engineer at Foundation IT, where he's been since 2018. He's been part of the Foundation IT workforce, actively engaging with the internal and external coaching on offer within the company to develop the high-performance culture we are discussing in this podcast. Thank you both for joining me. Perhaps we could start, Pauline, by defining what high-performance culture actually is. So we would say high-performance culture would mean that we're all leaders in our own right. So, you know, from whether that's you know, the first liner engineers, you know, up to directorships, you know, we're all, you know, leaders in our own right. And we are a very goals driven and growth led organisation. So all of that sort of links into everything to, to build that. And Ben, from your point of view, does that feel like a, a fair description of what high performance means? Or do you do you see it differently from your position? No, I think I'd agree. Um, I've got a, so I think what makes the high performance culture is very much around having strong people that lead the uh, business as well as having directors at the helm to make sure that we have that performance is always sort of like a constant and it's not changing right okay so um so if i've understood that correctly what from what what you've both said and what particularly pauline said is that that you know it's it's about autonomy it's about giving individuals that sort of sense of being able to define their own destiny I suppose to an extent but obviously to their benefit but clearly to the benefit of the company as well so I wonder if we could now talk a little bit about how you achieve that so Pauline I know coaching is an important part of that so so give me an overview of the company's approach to creating this high performance you know or aiming towards this high performance culture okay yeah so we use individual and external coaches within the business so as as an internal coach that's my role um we've been doing that now probably since about 2016 within the business and we really kind of identify it in a way that we identify if people have a need for coaching or if they just want coaching you know we have that available to everyone so that they can benefit from you know the support and the challenge that coaching brings presumably you know coaching can fit into many many different categories there are many different types of coaching i suppose is what i'm saying so how do you know as as a leader or indeed as an as a new employee in into the company you know the sort of coaching you need or the sort of coaching that would be useful to you i mean do can you guide people on that yes yeah, so what usually happens is you know as people join the business or whether they they may already be in the business they may be going through their own individual challenges or 
it could be something as simple as you know better organizational skills you know it, it could be like an emotional or it could be like a behavior that needs to be worked on so that's where the coaching comes in and, and is able to support employees you know to kind of go to the next level on that you know if there's if there's, if there's something they're struggling with um the coaching supports them to kind of overcome that and sort of you know go to the next level or be better at what it is that they're being challenged with yeah and, and you you use external coaches as well as as well as people like yourself internally is that right that's right yeah so we have a coach called david pilbeam and he's been working with the business before i started foundation it and he supports us with um whether it's team coaching or individual coaching or the leadership coaching as well. So, you know, he's a big part of, you know, the fabric in the business and he, he supports us. Um, he's a very experienced coach. Um, so, you know, we kind of lean on him a little bit within the business as well as the external coach. So, Ben, tell me a little bit about your experience of this so far, you know, in the, in the you know, three plus years you've been at the company. What sort of coaching have you experienced and, and how have you found it? So inter internal coaching with Pauline has been great. I think being able to have someone in the business that's able to support you and, and if you're struggling, either it be something that's, that's that's playing on your mind, if you've got stuff at home that you're just, just struggling with a bit and it's sort of starting to affect your work performance or um, or you need to just think about a more methodical way of trying to work things out, for example, um, I struggled a little bit with booking exams. I had a lot of anxiety around um, booking them and, and, and worried about the, the consequences of failing them, which, which which were none. And But I was in the back of my head, it was playing on me and having the sessions, the consistent sessions with Pauline really helped me figure out that there's nothing really to be worried about and it's just all in my head. And I think from there, I've started thinking about more methodical ways of thinking when it comes to day-to-day -day tasks which is really, really helpful. And I had a, um, when COVID kicked off, um, I think it really helped having that social interaction of someone. Um, I had some, some, some troubles at home, which was sort of to start to affect my, my work performance and ha having that chat with Pauline sort of made me think about how it wasn't as bad as I was sort of like making it out to be. It was a, it was a more of a transition period, I think more than anything else. Um, and that really helped me keep me on track for my work performance. And then we've got our external coaching we've done uh, recently with Lisa and, and David, and we've recently done a, um, uh, a leadership uh, LPI, um, which was really interesting because it gave us a sort of a um, observation of how we work as a team and what we do best and what we can improve in. And we had a sort of a 360 from our colleagues' perspectives as well as our we did customers as well so they they rated us on how they would give our performance so it was like i think it was a it was a one to ten rating so ten be obviously the best and i think it, it sort of gave you some options to work on when it come to which things you didn't do well and which things you could improve in which things you were doing really well in and then lisa works really well with how we work as different colors so it, it tells us who what sort of colors we work best as and Myself being a, a, a red colour, I work, I'm, I'm quite outspoken, I'm quite extroverted and I work, tend to work really well uh, when it comes to being under pressure. So I tend to work well with different colours as well. Obviously you work with some colours better than others and it works to your weaknesses and your disadvantages as well. So it's obviously, you know, it's obviously clear, it's very informative uh, and you're learning a lot about yourself 
Ben, and, and, and by the way, I don't blame you for being worried about exams. I think we've all, we've all been there. One thing that occurs to me, Pauline, is that as an employee receiving this coaching, you've got to be open, haven't you, to kind of understanding yourself, I suppose. And, 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 uh, and I wonder whether, you know, Ben clearly is, has enjoyed this process and is benefiting from it. But is everybody going to take that attitude, do you think, Pauline, in, in every company? Because I would have thought some people might be a bit more resistant to it. I mean, have you found that? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, just to touch on what Ben said about the insights profiling, it's a psychometric testing where you look at your personalities and relationships. And so, of course, you're going to find people who may be a little bit resistant to coaching. Not everyone's open. Um, you, you really do need to build a trusting relationship with anyone before they're able to open up and share, you know, what's going on for them. So, you know, sort of being on the other side of that for employees, I can understand that that must be really hard to really be open like that. So I'd say it is a challenge, but, you know, the people that want to grow and, and want to kind of go to the next level and be the best version of themselves, you know, they do open up, you know, but it, it can be a challenge at times as well. Yeah, of course. And Ben, have you found that as you've done the coaching, it, it has changed you, you know, in the in the sense that you've, obviously, you're learning things about yourself, like the, the colours you mentioned and the psychometric testing, but do you think it alters your attitude to learning about yourself and, and, and your potential, indeed, where you might be in 10 or 20 years? Yeah, I think it gives me a good observation of, of, of how I work better and how I can use the results of my testing to my advantage to be able to methodically think about how I'm being trained and what I'm doing as training. Um, so I, rather than me, I found that sitting through um, hours of someone telling me stuff for, sorry, for example, like training in certain areas, obviously I'm, I'm in the technical side of things. So doing stuff with um, Microsoft Azure, for example, I find that sitting there listening to someone for for hours is really difficult for me i don't seem to it doesn't seem to the information doesn't seem to soak in and i found that if i were if i'm hands-on with something i find it a lot more easy to pick up because i'm doing that sort of repetition and and i think that plays into the way i am and and, and i found that out through doing lpi and the um, insights yeah that's really interesting isn't it pauline because we do all learn in different ways we don't all respond well to classroom teaching that sort of thing so finding that out i mean ben discovering that about himself is a really big thing isn't it because it's it's going to really help him uh, as he goes forward and i presume that's true of of anybody who who sort of goes on this journey of self-discovery yeah most definitely i think you know what happens in the coaching is you're able to maybe take a step back from yourself and really, you know, I sort of replay things to the people that I work with. So they're, they're able to see and get the insight into who they are and who they're showing up as. And I think that's, a, um, that's really valuable for them to be able to take that and, and work with it. Like Ben said, you know, when it came to his exams, you know, he, he really does understand now what works better for him. And by knowing that he's then able to kind of move forward um, even quicker. Yeah, and, and and I guess that really is the you know that's a great definition of high performance, isn't it? To being the best version of yourself you can be, and and um, Ben also mentioned leadership development, uh, LPI, I think he called it. And I wonder whether Pauline, you could talk a little bit about that. Why is leadership development a good idea for employees in an organisation? I think what it does, like for us in the business, um, it means that we. I'm trying to find a way of putting this. You know, we're not sort of 
you know, having to manage people, they're managing themselves. So, you know, when we're all leaders in our own right, we're able to kind of do what we need to do. We're, we're able to look at the bigger picture. We're able to move towards the growth that we want to, you know, achieve within the business. And if we're all doing that, that mean, means that we all grow as a business and, and we become very successful. So I think that's why it's so important because the mindset in the business is all about growth. You know, that, that's who we are. So leadership development is important whether, you know, it's not just about being groomed for, for being the managing director one day. It's, it's just about generally being a better version of yourself and, and doing well within the teams that you're in, presumably. Yeah, most definitely. You know, it's one of our mantras within the businesses is to be the best version of yourselves. That's why, you know, that's why we're doing all of this. We're doing all of this to, you know, help people to be able to use what they've learned within the business and use that in their personal lives and, and, you know, use it along their journey as well. So, you know, that's that's kind of why we do it, really. I want to talk a little bit about something that I know is important to you at Foundation IT, and that's um, health, wealth and well-being. And I want to ask how that works within this sort of coaching environment and with this sort of high-performance culture and that sort of thing, because there, there might be a an assumption perhaps from outsiders that if you're you know if you're driving a high performance team you know whether it's in a business or formula 1 or or a football team or whatever it is you know you're trying to get the best out of it you might be overworking people you know you might be driving people too hard to get the best out of them that's perhaps a cliche but but i think you know people might think that so how important is the sort of well-being aspect of this i mean pauline if i get you to address that first and then we'll get ben's opinion on it yeah most definitely i think it's so important and we're always looking ahead and and looking at you know doing things in the best way that we possibly can um a couple of weeks ago what we did we scored um within the group of us our culture and we were scoring you know eight and nines out of ten so that gives us the feedback that we're doing something right and you know, I get and understand you sort of saying that, you know, that could mean that you're overworking people, but we're conscious of that and we're constantly checking with each other and making sure that we are, you know, looking after our health, our mental health in that way. Um, so it's what we do in the business. The communication is very open and, and we try and be as honest as possible. So that's that's a culture that we're building as well so I think if if people were feeling overworked we would know about it and we that would give us the opportunity to help them where they are at that time and Ben is that right I mean do you feel you know you feel that your your people do care about your well-being as well as your performance yeah 100% I think um, we so we have a uh, tiny pulse so basically what it is is that every couple of weeks it will give us a um, a question which we can ask anything really because how are you feeling at work um, would you would you recommend how how would you rate the culture of work loads of different questions that can that are all anonymous it gives you a score of uh, one to five five being excellent obviously one being not so great and it gives you if you want to submit feedback anonymously to say if you're struggling with something and you don't want to mention it to to everyone then that that goes to the head so it would go to our marketing director my and then my uh, it director as well and then they can look at it and they can send you messages back from there to say if you're struggling and you still don't know who it is so that, that you can have that conversation if you want to keep something uh, confidential between you two there is that but i think foundation it is 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 a family really when it comes to it it's a 
we're very open with each other. I think we can discuss everything in the open. Nothing's really kept hush. Um, it's it's a very open and, and well-worked environment. I think we're all working as friends and, and there's not been a time where I can think of that I've struggled to say something or anyone else has struggled to say something. Yeah, that's really interesting, Pauline, because clearly communication is the key to that. And, and it sounds as if the communication is good uh, in Foundation IT and that and obviously that that, that is going to help this. And I, so I wonder if you could talk to me about some of the specific things that you do in order to keep those communication channels open, because I know there are a number of things that happen regularly within Foundation IT. Yeah, so, you know, as an example, when um, COVID hit, you know, the pandemic, obviously we were all working in the office, we had to quickly start working from home. So what we put in place, um, you know, what our director Andy sort of decided to do is that we would have a what's called an all hands meeting and we all meet for an hour on a Thursday and it's like a check-in you know we're able to check in with each other all so we go around each person individually on this call we have different subjects and we're, we're able to talk about what's going on for us and, and give our honest opinions you know and we're able to do that and, and feel and be heard you know so that's one way that people can be open you know within those calls as well we've actually done a couple of things we've done like a meditation session and a yoga session which was quite fun for us all to do so we do things like that we've also had what's called a virtual kitchen so we started off doing that where it's as if we would be in the office and and ha- you know meet for a little chit chat we were doing that sort of when the all hands when the when covid hit so we would do that on a daily basis and anyone who wanted to go on that call they could go and have a 15 minute catch up with team members you know that was all remotely so you know we we do have things in place where we're able to support people you know um Again, we do a lot of charity work, which is linked into our health. So we've recently done a 5K run. Um, That was everyone within the business. And we did that for charity, but that was also impacting us because we had to train for that and just be prepared. So it was was a win-win really on that. We have things like a step challenge. So doing, say, like 10,000 steps, we do that for a week. You know, that's a challenge that we did for ourselves as well. So... We're constantly being there for each other and our values are family, you know, family, innovation and trust are our values. And we, I'd say we definitely are a family, you know, we support each other, we can depend on each other and, you know, it's, it's a really nice feeling within the business. Ben, you know, it sounds like, uh, sounds like you're going to stay fit working at Foundation IT with all these, all these challenges. Um, I, I mean, do you enjoy these things like the, you know, the Thursday meeting or the virtual kitchen? I mean, are they, are they something that you look forward to? Yeah, I mean, it, it's nice to obviously not everyone working from home now, and we've been working from home pretty permanently since um, COVID really kicked off. Uh, it, it's, it was really difficult from the start to not have any sort of social intera- uh, interaction. I'm quite an extroverted person, so I like I like having conversation with people. I like the social aspect of of being there at work. Um, but when I didn't have that, I was really struggling to just I sort of saw a change in myself, and I was just a bit like I. Was, I become very introverted um but when we had the all hands and the, and, the, and the kitchen catch-up meetings it was really really nice to have that conversation and just have that social aspect with everyone else it was nice for everyone to get together once a week like the whole company as uh, would get together on the thursday and, and we'd, we'd have a chat we'd have a we'd have a subject where we'd all um have a discussion on and and we'd 
talk about anything that was was troubling us and we wanted to have a chat in, in general with everyone for example to keep our morale high i would say it does anyway um we have a uh, sort of like a social event every other month so we'll go out as a team whoever wants to go, come that we'll go and um for example last month we went and, and did bike bowling and darts and had a few drinks and just sort of got together as like a social sort of team and it was really nice having that sort of interaction after after covid calmed down a bit from the start yeah obviously the the you know getting back to real face-to-face -face things is clearly is clearly very desirable but you've obviously you know put in place pauline a lot of you know a lot of measures to to try and get you past that and and now with people tending to work from home more and more even you know even post-covid presumably these thursday meetings and the virtual kitchen and those sorts of things become more and more important yeah, I'd say definitely. You know, as a business, we've been given the choice as to whether we want to go back into the office or not. And most people, you know, are happy working from home. Um, we can sort of go in the office if, if we need to. It's available to us. So, you know, it's, it's like a win-win, really. Um, and the support is in place where we do have the Thursday meetings where we have a catch-up. I know the team that Ben's in, they meet daily as well, you know, so they have that contact as well. And we do have meetings where you know we do connect with each other as well or different meetings so i think we have put a lot in as a business in place to to support everyone who who works here and you mentioned earlier we talked about a little bit about leadership development personal development that sort of thing uh, so is there a sort of formalized way of uh, you know of setting personal development goals and that sort of thing for people who work there yeah, so what we have is called, it's called an MBIO, and it was developed by David Pilbeam, who's, who's, a, who's the external coach who supports us. So what an MBIO is, it's basically we set out goals on a, for a yearly basis, really, and we meet once a month to discuss how we're getting on, um, what are the challenges that we're facing, and, you know, what are our goals for the next, the next month. So it's a monthly catch-up, and what that enables us to do is because we're so focused on the goals it then helps us to achieve those goals even quicker you know I can imagine if we didn't have that in place what the business would like I think we'd be not as focused you know and, and not you know achieve even the success in whether that's training for individuals or you know the culture that we have in the business I, yeah I, I feel like if we didn't have that in place would definitely be a different business so that's a really valuable tool that we use the mbio ben do you find that that's helped you as well having the mbio yeah so so we, we have our um personal development plans from the start of the year and then we'll sort of work on what we want to achieve by the end of the year we, we'll have goals mapped out in our managed by outcomes our mbios to figure out what we can do how we can how we can, how we can reach those goals in a in a, in a quicker sort of way have that sort of structure to, to how we work so say for example i'm working on certain uh certifications I, I can have a have goals mapped out for how i want to do it when i want to do it and then other sort of various things to to help me on, along the way and it's nice to have that meeting i think we have one every month and then we have quarterly ones with our director as well um and then they can come in and sort of have an overview of of, of how we're getting on and and where they can help in certain areas which is really good because it gives us uh, an an outsider, well, sort of an outsider's view on 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 how we're working, not someone that we constantly have conversations with every day. Um, so it's it's really good to have that. Plan.
plan out so we know what we want to achieve and when we want to achieve it by. Pauline, I noticed as well reading my notes that um, you also you know, have discussions about things like investments, lifestyle assessments and all this sort of thing. So how, so tell me, because that sort of seems way outside the scope of a high performance team on the face of it. So how does that help and what, what does that involve? You know, so what that does, if we start with the investments, this is led by our managing director, Andy, you know, he's very passionate about cryptocurrency. So we kind of brought that into the business. And what we do, we have what's called investment chat sort of every two months where we all check in. And what we've been able to do as a business, which is a real benefit to our employees, is make a small investment for everyone. So we did that back in 2020 and it's been really successful. So it's kind of giving employees the skill and the mindset around investing, you know, and and what that does, it kind of helps us to open our minds around different things like that that are going to impact our lives in years to come. Um, so we do investment chats. And then with the lifestyle assessments, what that was, was we did that through David Pilbeam and a company called First Beat. And we all wore a monitor for a week to monitor our heart rate. And so we did that for a week. And then what we, what we then had was an assessment to let us know how we were doing. What came up a lot for some people within the business was sleep and exercise um, and that what that's done it's been able to give us the help to focus on those areas so that we can become better at that so we kind of use the guidance that came out of that and then we can't trying to improve you know where we are within the business yeah that's brilliant isn't it and and ben do you do you get a lot out of those sorts of things i mean you're having a uh, you know a heart rate monitor on you for a week did that did you learn anything about yourself well, yeah. So I'm, I am, I'm quite the advocate when it comes to uh, fitness and and well-being. I'm, I'm, I'm in the gym pretty much every day of the week, and I'm, I try the best to keep myself as fit as possible. Um, so it was interesting to see because obviously it, it was a bit more difficult when COVID hit. We weren't able to go to the gym or anything like that, and trying to sort of work out how we were doing with ourselves and our and our fitness whilst everything was closed and we couldn't do what we wanted to do so what i found most interesting is it showed me because i wasn't doing the exercise i was doing normally it was like you're not doing enough exercise and i i, I knew that so it was interesting to see how my body sort of recovered from not doing any exercise and my sleep it was really strange because i thought my sleep wasn't great but when I was wearing the heart rate monitor, it was, I think it was like 92%. So it was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. But I think since moving out of home, I think it's definitely gonna, gonna have taken a bit of a change from, from I think I'm looking at about 60%. I would probably do if I were to do it now. But yeah, it's interesting to find out more about yourself and, and like, like fit do we, we do a lot of external things that help us make sure that we're working and our bodies are working as they should be and trying to keep us as healthy as we can be. Well, thank you both very much for, for sharing all this with me. Pauline, before we finish, I wonder whether, you know, for people listening to this who are running small, medium-sized businesses themselves and they want to develop this high-performance culture, what do they need to do? I mean, where do you start uh, to sort of get into this? And what and what are the what are the quick wins? Would you say that that a company can get if they start to go down this road? They would start by just having the desire for it. You know, that's that's the first step, and then just putting like small things in place. You know, whether it's something similar to the MBO process. You know, where you know their employees are being more focused on their goals. And also, you know, in terms of the well-being, really kind of check in and get 
understanding from the people within the business on on what they want and you know what's going to help them and, and as a group together work towards building that and growing that and so I think communication is a really big one here um, so that open communication between whether it's a director and employees or you know or team members together so really kind of communicating and just putting those things in place so like I said the, something similar to the MBIO whether it's a well-being challenge or things like that that are going to sort of help the team help the business to grow and and you find that people are happy with that you know people are happy that they're growing and you know our staff turnover has been low we've got some really solid people within our business and you know we kind of want to keep them happy and 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 want them all to stay so we're doing things that are going to sort of help that as well well, it's been absolutely fascinating hearing about the foundation IT approach to high performance culture. And, and it certainly sounds like you have got a high performance culture there. So thank you very much for explaining that to us, both of you. You've been listening to the Foundation IT podcast with me, Dave Harris, and my special guests, Pauline Toussaint and Ben Gates from Foundation IT. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please tell your colleagues and friends and share and subscribe to hear future episodes of the Foundation IT podcast. For more information about Foundation IT and their managed IT services, visit their website at www.foundation-it.com. We look forward to you joining us for another podcast soon. But in the meantime, stay well and thanks for listening.